episode 14. This is the podcast, Rewritten Pages, with your host, Ayan. Everyone has a story to tell, and in this story, I tell it how I want to. So let's start from the beginning, and it was written. The right to fail. Let's talk about it. I came across a topic, and I thought it was interesting, and I wanted to discuss it a little bit further. The right to fail. Interesting. Because society will have you think that we're all winners. And society also thinks that there are basic human rights. Like the right to life, the right to food and water, and the right to choose, free will. While the last one is pretty debatable, it is highly talked about. Because some may argue that there's governments, there's laws and rules. There is no free will. And others may argue there's religion. If you believe in God or a higher power, well, aren't our lives predestined? There is no free will. And this idea of the right to fail, it's a branch of the idea of the right to choose free will. And I wanted to touch on the topic of philosophy. Philosophy, as defined from Oxford languages, is a study of the fundamental nature of knowledge, reality, and existence, especially when considered as an academic discipline. Now, I actually did take an ethics class, that's why I bring this up, and we learned about this philosopher, his name was Immanuel Kant. And he had this theory, basically, of how humans should behave in order to be deemed morally correct or right. So just to summarize, there are three main ideas that form the basis for his theory. One, an action has moral worth if it is done for the sake of duty. Two, an action is morally correct if its maxim can be willed as a universal law. Three, we should always treat humanity, whether in ourselves or other people, as an end in itself and never merely as a means to an end. So what does this all mean? The first one speaks of duty. Basically, an action done with an obligation or responsibility in mind can be considered morally correct. Because you're not doing it out of this good feeling, yes, I just did something right. It's more like I did it because it was the right thing to do. The second thing is universal. So here it's determined that a moral law or moral behavior is considered as such only if it applies to everyone, regardless of the context or situation. Now the third one, which is the one I really wanted to focus on, is this idea as treating people as an end in in itself, and that's it. So basically this brings about the idea of respect. So just to explain it a little bit better and to set the stage, visual representation, here's a story. So there's a kid named Alex, smart kid, gets good grades, all A's, and then there's Xavier, class clown, jokes around a lot in class, doesn't really pay attention, and doesn't get really the best of grades, but does fairly well. So they have this new class. Um, It's a history class, 
And the teacher's like, hey, just wanted to let you guys know that in a month or so, there will be a class project. And it will be 50% of your final grade. And get this, it's going to be a group project. And you guys get to choose your own partners. So Xavier and Alex, they're not the best of friends. They don't really talk a lot. It's more like just a high-buy situation. And Xavier comes up with a smart idea. Well, hey, let me be partners with Alex. Alex knows a lot. He could get me a good grade, and that could help bump up my grade. So Xavier, over the next week or so, you know, real friendly, starts to talk to Alex. They hang out together at lunch. And then he pops the question, hey, would it be okay if I could be your partner? Um, we could work on the project together, blah, 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 blah. Alex is like, he's real nice. Um, he helps me a lot. I have new friends. Hey, why not? So they get together. Xavier doesn't really pull his end of the bargain. He's kind of real lazy, doesn't really do much of the work. But the day of the presentation, Xavier, he plays his role. Alex tells him what to do. Alex, also behind the scenes, has done all the work. And so they basically passed. They get an A on the project. Xavier's happy, super happy, because it just bumped up his grade. He's like at a B now in his class. And Alex is like, hey, whatever. I'm still at the, you know, same A. No harm, no foul, right? But looking at it, based on Kantian's ethics, what Xavier did would not be considered morally correct because he used Alex as a way to get to a better grade. With that being said, I mean, we're not all wired the same. We don't have the same moral compass. If you were to put 100 people in a room, ask them a series of questions, hey, is this right or is this wrong? For one question, 49% of the people will say, this is right. 51% of the people will say, this is wrong. Ask those same group of people another question. 100% of them will say, hey, this is wrong. None of them will say this is right. And then there are those people who just like to disagree just to disagree. There's always that outlier, right? Um, if something's wrong and everyone says it's wrong, they're still going to do it because they want to do it, right? And with that being said, in society, we have governments, especially governments, to set up laws and rules as a way to maintain law and order. But it's also important to know that government can't replace common sense, though. We could have all these rules, all these laws, and people are still going to behave on what they deem to be right and wrong, right? And if society says, hey, this is wrong, and you're still continuing to do it, you're going to have to face the consequences, right? So there's always that. Today, I mean, we're smack dead in a pandemic right now. We've been in this pandemic since 2020. And there was this universal law that you need to put on a mask when you are in public. And there were those who followed along with the new rule. And there were those who are like, uh, no, I can't breathe. God tells me I can't, so I don't have to. And all these conspiracy theories, blah, 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 blah. But there was a 
little disagreement there between to wear a mask or not to wear a mask. But with that being said, I also want to bring up this new idea that falls right along to this idea of the right to fail about let's look at it as personal responsibility versus a setup to fail. Now, I believe that individuals have the right to be informed decision makers regarding all aspects of the said issue. So if a scientist was to tell me and, you know, the rest of the, you know, the world, hey, we have to wear these masks because there's a new infection. It's the COVID-19, the coronavirus that is spreading through droplet or error aerialized particles in the air, blah, blah, blah. And this is how you could get sick. But in order to prevent that transmission of this infection, you could possibly increase your chances of protecting yourself by wearing a mask. So if you were to tell me all of this and this group of people are like, hey, I understand what you're saying. I want to protect myself and my family. I'm going to put on a mask. Okay, that's great. Now, if this group of people are like, okay, I understand what you're saying, but I don't want to wear the mask. Well, look at it this way. That group of people who don't want to wear the mask, well, that's their right to fail, right? And for those who chose to wear the mask, they deem that as, you know, their own personal responsibility. Yeah, the government is telling me to do this, but I have a personal responsibility for myself and my family to protect ourselves from this virus, this infection, and so I'm going to wear a mask. So now with that being said, with making informed decision makers as a way to have an individual have their right to choose whether or not they're going to do an action, I definitely also believe that those who commit lies, including acts of commission, and or omission should be held to a degree of punishment. And I truly believe that lying is a serious offense because if there is a right to choose free will, if someone were to lie and, you know, change up the facts of the story, whether including details that should not really be there or removing details that really should be there, well, you're limiting the options of this individual to really make a sound and informed decision, a choice. And so the choice should be 100% left entirely up to the individual, if deemed competent to do so, in order for them to be an informed decision maker. For example, we have the against medical advice, right? If you're in the hospital, For example, a patient has pulmonary edema. They're not really compliant with the fluid restriction. Hey, you need to be drinking less than two liters in a 24-hour period. You have serious fluid buildup in your lungs right now. Hey, we need to put you on IV Lasix and somehow get rid of all this fluid. And you're saying, "Uh, I don't want this IV hookup. I'm not taking the medication either. I'm fine. La, 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 la. And... You choose, I want to discharge, and I don't care what the doctor says, I want to leave now. All right, so we get the doctor, there's a nurse present, the doctor tells you what your situation is, the risk of your medical symptoms, 
and how right now you are deemed medically unstable, why you would need treatment, and you're continuing to say, no, 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 I want to leave, discharge me now. All right, so now you are an informed decision maker and you can sign these papers and this is just letting the world know and the lawyers know that we're not gonna be held liable because you have chosen to leave against medical advice and now this is your right to fail. Yes, um, if the person is deemed competent to do so, then they should definitely be have the right to make that decision for themselves. And if they choose, I mean, clearly from a factual stance, it's looking like, hey, you just made the wrong decision. Well, hey, that's their right to fail. So in the same line of reasoning, I wanted to introduce a clip. It's from the show House. It's actually from season two, episode three, and here it is. They're having trouble getting up those steps. When did you start noticing? Oh, a week ago. Your blood pressure's a little high. But I've got something new that should help you out. Combines a nitrate with a blood pressure pill. It's targeted to African-Americans. Targeted? Yeah, see, we tend to have nitric oxide deficiencies. And studies show this drug counteracts that problem. It's the first drug to... What kind of studies are you talking about? <laughs> what kind of studies are there? They get some patients, they give them some drugs. Ah, uh, I've had white people lying to me for 60 years. <laughs> you think this is a tan? You think they tell you everything? Trouble with us black folk. We can't tell the difference anymore between racism and everybody gets screwed. Yeah? Well, how about them cheap meningitis drugs they pawning off in Africa? Gonna tell me that ain't racism? That's just greed. You really wanna screw whitey? Be one of the few black men who live long enough to collect social security. Take the medicine. That crackle pop. Got some Rice Krispies in there. Not bad, huh? You were here yesterday. I see from the chart that Dr. Foreman prescribed medicine, not a miracle. Gotta give this stuff one today. I didn't feel that Oreo's prescription. On the theory that you didn't trust him because he's black. Well, I'm gonna prescribe the same medicine. See if you fill it this time. I'm not buying into no racist drug, okay? <laughs> it's racist because it helps black people more than white people? On behalf of my peeps, let me just say thanks for dying on principle for us. Look, my heart's red, your heart's red. And it don't make no sense to give us different drugs. You know, I have found a difference. Admittedly, it's a limited sample, but based on my experience of the last 90 seconds, all black people are morons. Sorry, African Americans. I'll see another doctor. Fine. I'll give you the same medicine we give Republicans. So here's my problem with what Dr. House did. What he did was definitely in the best interest of his patient and for sure will definitely help the patient in the long run. But he lied to him. He removed that choice for the patient by his lying by removing that little detail, the patient was no longer an informed decision maker. And so this patient was making a decision based on the limited options at hand. He believed he was getting this medication and instead was getting the same medication that the previous doctor had just talked about. And so that choice 
that the patient made, so to speak, wasn't real. And Dr. House, yes, again, he helped the patient. It was in the patient's best interest, but he committed a lie and was definitely not morally correct in this situation based solely on my opinion. So again, the right to fail, if you want to break down just a little bit further, is that personal responsibility or is it a setup to fail? So we've already explained the personal responsibility aspect in terms of being an informed decision maker. And then if the individual chooses whether or not to perform the action or not, well, it is the person's responsibility to make that decision for themselves. And if they choose wrong, even after being informed of all the details, then it's their right to fail. But in some situation, you know, there could be a situation where, you know, we may not have the know-it-all or, you know, the skills, you know, we may not be up to the task. And so there is nothing wrong with asking for help, but we shouldn't expect a handout. And at the end of the day, we're all adults. Take accountability and take care of your own. It's called responsibility. And granted, not everyone is rooting for you to win. There are those who would like to see you fail. The system may not work for you. In fact, it is the very thing working against you. The same system that boasts about equality and justice. And that feeling of hopelessness can start to weigh heavy. They make you believe you have a choice, yet failure is the only option. Quitting just seems easier because at this point, why bother? The desire to change and be someone different, but then the world gives you a reason not to. And that shit hurts. But don't get stuck in the victim mentality. By any means necessary, you need to learn your options. Because this is the part of the setup to fail. For example, we have the war on drugs great overall you know reason behind this 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 um fight you want to protect the youth from drugs helping them from going down that bad road and you want to get rid of all these bad people off the streets get these bad drugs off the streets and lottie 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 blah 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 but at the end of the day Does the government really care? Because the war on drugs, now that it's more popularly known, um, for example, um, crack versus cocaine, and crack was more commonly associated with poor blacks, minority communities, and police, they had a, a higher price on these targets. Got caught with crack, oh, you were going to jail for sure. For a couple of, not even a couple of years. It was some people who got, you know, some hefty, hefty, hefty sentences. And then versus how cocaine was treated and even up to to, to today, how heroin is treated, you know, now that it's in the suburbs, oh no, let's find a safe place for these, you know, these people to safely inject. Um, They could come to us and we could get rid of their needles and we could provide them with 
clean needle so it's done safely. Oh, and in these clinics where you want to, you know, get high, you could do it in a safe place where we have Narcan. We don't want no one dying. But just a couple of years ago, we would rather have thrown you in jail, especially if you were of darker pigmentation. You know, so the war on drugs, it's a setup to fail. And basically, this right to fail is definitely for sure set up by society because in this situation here, all right, um, we have society placing their options in our neighborhoods, right? And yes, there is a war on drugs, but does the government really care about you? Because if you don't meet their criteria of who they deem to be a worthy citizen, well, they're most likely to throw you right in jail as a bad criminal they think you are. And they also may not care about your situation, your circumstances, your why you're dealing with addiction, the hurt, the trauma you're going through, because for them, they're already putting the options in front of you. What you see, the options that are readily available, may not be your entire options at hand. So that's why I say definitely, definitely, definitely learn your options. Don't get stuck in the victim mentality. By any means necessary, learn your options. Well, that's been my take of the idea of the right to fail. If you think otherwise, have something you want to add, disagreements, definitely tell me in the comments below. And also you could catch me on Twitter at rewritten pages. And that's at rewritten pages at R-E-W-R-I-T-T-E-N-P-A-G-E-S. Again, that's at rewritten pages at R-E-W-R-I-T-T-E-N-P-A-G-E-S. Niggas tired of motherfuckers underachieving, scared of their greatness, wasting their breathing, spoiling blessings, pissing their chances down the drain, sitting on their hands and wondering why their situation ain't changed. I'm tired of crackers, I'm tired of dealing with you racist bastards, salty asses, can't focus on nothing else but me. I'm tired of haters, frightened by something I'ma be, cause my purpose got you feeling worthless, now we enemies. I'm tired of sleeping, tired of creeping, tired of hoes, tired of hot ass summers with crooked cops on patrol, shouted trying to do her best as she slide down this pole, but she see my mind gone, I'm all alone, so who can I open up to? Probably this bottle, this sack of weed, it talks to me, we eye to eye, we need to need, praying for some shit, ain't sure if it exists, <laughs> yeah, we lucky if we wind up with a loyal bitch, yeah, we slide out our moms, how quickly we forget, yeah, surrounded by lies and plastic like a zip, yeah, hope you ain't got this image of me in your head, the chosen son, the one you meet after you dead, the holy one, no blemish, not a stain on this linen picture, Perfect, perfect image, nigga, that ain't how I'm living. 
Nigga, that ain't how I'm living. So go on, put your fingers in the sky for the sinners. 